0: A shot of Wrestling, episode 37, Then away we go.
1: I see the freestyles and 3,000 stone come stunting, and hitting the attitude adjustment, brothers of destruction, undertake the chain, Sit in the fire, or get like Roman Brand. give this dude love, and you got my back, man, you're so kind, and hit that cactus jack, and patty gag, the face we the place now, so phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You got to get hit, we going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick We talk at WWE, it's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT.
2: That's right, this is a shot of wrestling and we are coming. Pre-recorded from Omega Studios, I'm the Green Man and along with me each and every week, the man will be No, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, okay. I can't. I'm sorry. Okay. No, sorry. no, No, no. Yeah. You're you're voting for Donald Trump, aren't you? I can't support that in any other way. I'm sorry. You get no introduction. Here's our host, uh, Michael J. Party. Sorry. I, I don't know why you're doing it. I don't know. What? I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I know you can't. You know, publicly say who you're voting for, but I know you're you're voting for Trump. You're you're voting. I don't know why. I don't, Yo no sé.
0: That's why.
2: Th- that's why. I don't understand where you got that
0: idea from, but okay, I'll let yeah. it slide. That's, but that's... I'm going to keep it an- anonymous.
2: Yeah. their own. <laughs> well, whoever you're voting for, um, voting is right around the corner. It's what is it a week away? Yeah, man. Yeah. Do you know who you're voting for? Um, I do, and I will post a selfie when I do it. Make sure it's not in the booth. That's illegal. Oh, okay. So, okay. you could go to jail for that. Thanks yeah. for letting me know. No problem. Okay, so we're good. Yeah. All right, we're good. Uh, how's your week? How's everything going? Everything's been pretty well so far. Um, yeah, looking forward to this Sunday night, Hell in a Cell. Raw okay. team is going to be taking it home with another great pay-per-view. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: You? How you been? Yes. All right, not feeling that great. It's all... Uh, a little low energy this week. What? But we'll see what happens.
2: Well, that's all right, because we have a special guest with us today. It's true. Uh, Larry Legend will be joining us later on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be picking his brain. And he's a very energetic individual. So he is. I'm sure he'll be able to pick up where very you are leading
0: off. Yes. So it should be fun to talk to him. Yeah.
2: He's one of the great minds in the world of professional wrestling. Um, and speaking of a great mind, if you need to develop your mind... We need to learn a little bit. Words of wrestling? Yeah, sounds great. Swerve. Like a s- the
0: show. Right? Yeah, there you go. What's swerve the Oh okay. No D. Uh, so she said.
2: Um <laughs> Swerve.
0: A sudden change in the direction of a storyline to surprise the fans. Often it involves one wrestler turning on an ally in order to to join a supposed mutual enemy enemy. enemy you Swerves An-an-an-a-me. frequently start feuds between former allies. This often also refers to when a booker leads fans to believe that something is going to happen, or someone will appear, at a show before doing something entirely different. Now that we know the meaning of the word, you can play along to this week's drinking game and take a shot every time we say the word swerve. Not bad. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm talking about? Swerve. All yeah. right, great. Yeah. And in case you missed last week's show, it's time for this week's... Rewind! <clears throat> <laughs> you got that? You got it ready? You want to play it up? Yeah. Are, 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 this are you, week's Rewind! Are, are, you,
2: are you swerving me? You don't want you <laughs> to Rewind? No, we're not doing Rewinds anymore. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. know, our, our fans, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, we used to do this little segment called Rewind where we would catch you up on what happened said, don't before. Do it. You don't, you don't do it anymore? You no, know, you know what it is? Uh, it's... I was listening to one of our older shows And I was critiquing Monday Night Raw okay. and, and the reason I was critiquing them um, And healing them Was because they would always Start their show saying This is what previous happened On Monday like Night that? Raw No I didn't like it Because Smackdown was focusing on the future This is what's happening tonight And then I realized we're doing the same thing So I'm not doing it anymore I don't want to live in the past I want to live in the present I want to look into the future Okay. And no the problem. future brings us a lot of new talent into the show, a lot of great new exciting things. But before we could get to that, maybe we should uh, just get the news right out of the way. Let's just get it out. So let's we'll
0: talk about the past.
2: Great. We'll be- <laughs> <laughs> it's In The News with Michael J. Putty and The Green Man.
0: All right. Still the hottest topic in the world of sports entertainment. What James is freaking Ellsworth. He did an interview with CBS Boston, and he was asked who was the first person to take him under their wing and show him how everything is done in the company. Your
2: guess? Um, Daniel O'Brien.
0: And I quote, that's definitely 100% Chris Jericho. Ooh. <laughs> the day after I did the match with Braun Strowman who contacted me on Twitter and wanted me to do his podcast Talking Jericho I went in and did the podcast the next time I was on TV ever since then we text all the time nice. he gives me advice and guy. helps me out he's just underst- he's an outstanding human being to have him helping me it's just amazing it just shows you what type of guy he truly is he doesn't have to
2: but he well, does it because he wants to it's amazing end quote yeah. Good for I, I don't know Mr. Ellsworth if you should be talking about this Mr. Kevin Owens might get a little bit jealous. Sounds like you might be trying to steal K.O.'s best friend there. Be careful. Don't Tread I don't lightly.
0: I don't think we'll see you on the list anytime mm-hmm. soon.
2: Who knows? Who knows? You know what There's a lot of stipulations in Survivor Series, so who knows? Um, Hulk Hogan versus Gawker. Throwback. Yeah. let's. <laughs> that was an old story. Back in the news. Let's talk about going back in time. Instead of focusing on the future, yeah, yeah, let's do it with this story Hogan versus Gawker is a raging battle still. Yeah. As he has sued a talent agent who is connected to a sex tape being leaked, because 40 million wasn't enough for 100 no, million, he wants more, yeah. why not? Tony Burton has allegedly sent the sex tape to an editor of Gawker named AJ Delario back in 2012. Hogan is taking Burton to court as well as Tony's firm, which is called Don. Buchwald, Buchwald? Buchwald. Buchwald Buckwald. Buckwald. Yeah. and associates for conspiring to extort money from him oh, and the also money, for huh? licking l- not licking leaking. <laughs> leaking. <Yeah. laughs> not licking leaking the racist remarks to the national swerve <laughs> in other news
0: Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman had a segment in the ring that didn't seem to go as planned what yeah, it definitely seemed a little weird Heyman was trying his best to get the fans to chant for Goldberg, but instead the fans were chanting for Lesnar, and Goldberg sucks. It's being reported that Vince McMahon, quote-unquote, blew a gasket backstage over the crowd's reaction. They had him play Lesnar's music to end the segment a bit earlier than planned. It was noted that the segment was scheduled to go a little longer, but Vince pulled the plug right in the middle of it. You can tell from Paul Heyman. He just flipped that microphone. He knew it was...
2: Paul Heyman had this line that he said... You know, half of these people are chanting Goldberg, and this is all your fault, Goldberg. And I I, I want to publicly tell Paul Heyman, Paul, it was not Goldberg's fault. It was Michael J. Putty's fault. It was Michael J.'s fault last week on episode 36, where he said... I don't know, because there's no rewind. Yeah, where he said to the fans, he said... I don't like it when, d- it, yes. when uh, all of a sudden Paul Heyman prompts you to say a chant and everybody says it. It's like you're his puppets and he's the That's puppet right. master. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, you healed it. You said you hate it when fans do it. Do like they're it, just yeah. playing into the hands yeah. of Paul Heyman. You get them on your own. You know? But in seats? Not, oh, this boy, not this week. Not this week. It should probably be one of your cheers in Raw. Who knows when we get to it. But Paul Hammond, you're aiming your anger in the wrong direction. Uh, you should be aiming it this way to Michael J. Putty. Also,
0: What do you think is going to happen? It's Brock Lesnar's hometown. Of course they're going to cheer for him. And, and boo Goldberg. Dumbass. Dumbass. That's poor booking. That is...
2: Wow. I'm just I'm going to leave the rest of my comments for raw cheers and heels because I have a lot to say about I'm just
0: this. curious to see what happens next week when Goldberg comes back because now... They're on neutral ground. Is there still going to get the shitty reaction? Because they're still booing him. That's going to be horrible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: In other news. Mick Foley is unable to attend next month ICW Fear and Loathing. Nine Four Nine show, which is set to happen on November the 20th. The good news, if you're planning to attend the show, is that Finn Balor will be making a one-and-done appearance at Foley, as Foley's replacement. Balor is set to be the special enforcer for the night. The reasoning as to why Foley was originally able to be booked for the show is because he is not under a full-time talent contract. Always wondered. People like Foley, Booker T, Jerry Lawler, and a few other names are allowed to take bookings on the independents. The deal to get Balor as a replacement was approved by the WWE as a make good because Foley is needed for Survivor Series in Toronto. Classic move, guys. Classy move. In other news. John
0: Cena is getting some attention with the response he delivered to a young fan at the Total Bellas Q&A panel that took place in Phoenix Comic Con over the weekend. Did you hear about this?
2: No, I didn't. Yeah,
0: everyone about this. Cena had been asked what his favorite food was by a fan, and his response was the following. And I quote, Um, well... If I were to have Nicole stand up at this time, I could show you. Huh. Don't worry. You're going to get that in a few years. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Wow. That's not PG. No. Bree shouted over to Daniel and said he's responded. he would respond the same way. Daniel, agree, uh, Daniel agreed. Cedar dropped the mic and Nikki picked it up and said he likes steaks and vegetables. <laughs> John finally took the mic and said... Thank you. That's the right answer. Oh, man. I'm an idiot. Thank you guys for dealing with me. I appreciate it. John Cena, wow. if you talk, watch the total shows, he's a little pervy, but. Uh, locker room talk. Another <laughs> you know news.
2: Well. Curtis Axel. Axeman. The Axeman came out this Monday Night Raw. Um, and. WWE had security take a lot of the Curtis Axel signs away during this uh, the segment. Curtis Axel, who lost to Bo Dallas on Raw and also did get a generally good pop from the fans due to Raw being in his hometown, posted to Twitter about this issue. At home, great night tonight in WWE Minneapolis. I find it bizarre when I heard that WWE was confiscating Axel signs at ringside. Hashtag Skull. Yeah, that sucks. It's curious. I wonder why. In other news.
0: Becky Lynch revealed during an appearance at Wizard World Comic Con in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that the reason she missed TV time recently is because she had, quote unquote, something removed. Mm. Oh, gross.
2: What was it? Did you go into deep, Michael? When asked about her <laughs> recent injury, she said, I'm sorry, Paige might get upset.
0: So I had to go to the ER, but it's all good. I, had, I got better within a few days. The WWE took the decision to keep her out of action a little bit longer as a precaution. She said, I wanted to be back on the road because it kept me out longer than I expected. I just wanted to get back out there as soon as possible. Welcome back, Becky Lynch. Now the other news.
2: Well, there's been rumors. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Of the WWE trying to get Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement for a match against AJ Styles at the 2017 Royal Rumble. Styles stirred up the rumors by posting a fan-created graphic of himself and Michaels Mm -hmm. the other day over on social media. Michaels was very firm that he would not come out of retirement the last time WWE asked him about doing one more match. That wasn't long ago, but anything is possible in the world of professional wrestling. As you know, never say never. In other news. But what
0: would an episode of A Shot of Wrestling be without talking about Paige? It's going to every week. Yeah. Uh, it seems Paige is no longer affiliated with the Black Draft Spirits Company that Bobby Shabunsky is a part of. What? You no, know Bobby Shabunsky? Yeah, my boy. Shabunsky? Shabunsky. Yeah. Adorable baby.
2: <laughs>
0: Paige did tweet out something saying, and I quote, I don't have anything to do with the Black Draft. What's he, guys? Just a heads up. Don't tweet or contact me about it. No affiliation to that company. They made a drink after her
2: okay what's called
0: uh the vamp. Hager. uh did post a tweet which <clears throat> is leading people to speculation there's been some sort of falling out between the two one day you're gonna wake up from all this bullshit and realize all the good you threw away and all the good people you pushed away does this mean her and rosa mendes aren't friends anymore can't wait for total divas
2: can't wait yeah it's coming up soon yeah in all the news the Undertaker was in attendance for the good Cle- job. <laughs> Your it was in attendance for the Cleveland Cavaliers versus New York Knicks NBA game in Cleveland to see the NBA championship champions get their rings. The dead man was joined by his wife Michelle McCool and the Ultimate Warriors family. Was cool photos recently surfaced of the Undertaker. Using crutches to get around, but there are no signs of them tonight. And he is reportedly getting around just fine. Good to hear. In other news. Big Show had a recent interview and explained, it frustrates him that fans,
0: who shall go unnamed here, <clears throat> giving Reigns a hard time and actually defended Reigns against those that shouldn't believe he should be pushed. He says, and I quote, it does frustrate me when they start giving guys grief. Roman Reigns shouldn't get a push and this guy should get a push. Well, that reason so-and-so is not getting a push is because he can't sell tickets. 35,000 smart fans around the world like this guy. That's fine. But other millions around the world aren't into that guy yet. Let's give credit where credit's due. The kid's a hard-working kid. He's a hell of an athlete. He's got a great look in the ring, and his timing is great. So that's a sponsorship from the uh, big show, if that means anything. In other news, I'll take it.
2: You want it? I'll
0: take it. Take it. Because f- Frenchie Martin,
2: huh,
0: one of the, our all-time favorites, Yeah. unfortunately passed away. We went to their website and said they are saddened to learn that Jean Gagné, known to fans as Frenchy Martin, has passed away. French Martin is best remembered as the manager of Dino Bravo. His cause of death has not That's been right. revealed yet at this time, and he's only 66.
2: That's very young. So rest
0: in peace, French Martin. Very young. Uh, in other news... Well, I'm, not, I'm not a good note.
2: You want me to? All right. pump up that song. It's very, very, oh, okay. very pumpy up. Let me tell you a little bit about some good news. Honky tonk Man, anybody who's listening out there, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella have announced that Brie, drum roll please. I don't. I can the song off. Or guitar. That. Guitar. guitar uh, solo please. <laughs> there it is. Brie is having a girl. Oh, Nice congratulations you think he said level yes level.
0: yes yes or no no no
2: <laughs> I think they're they're both just really excited you know the green man's expecting his own little guy oh, coming so in, okay. uh, in in February so I think a, you we're just, just happy hey. Yes, hey, huh? hey you're friends with the Bellas yeah I like it I like it <laughs> that's a awesome. nice. I, I don't hate this <laughs> and then
0: oh that's oh, all uh, I got you
2: that's all. I think it is time. It is time to get into our interview. Let's get uh, Larry Legend on the phone and uh, have him partake in this episode of A Shot of Wrestling. What do you say?
0: Uh, yeah, let's get a little drink first. Let's get prepared. I'm, oh, I'm oh, a yeah. Oh, you want me to prepare? Yes. Okay. Let's get a little, yeah, about time, you start. Let's get I a little I drink. And we I haven't be ser- s- Right ha- back. No one said swerve yet. With? oh I, I, like, I said it twice. Oh, no, here we go. We'll be right back. I'm cool. I'm cocky. Take it. Take it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We'll
0: be right back with Larry Religions.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a treat for you here today. We have the winner of the Price is Right, the voice of the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, also voice of 20th Century Fox, the movie The Wrestler. I know you guys are all excited. He is the overall master of
1: ceremonies,
2: Larry the Legend. Are you there, Well, yeah, thank
1: you. Thank, yes, I'm here. Thank you for that introduction. Um, and thank you for having me.
2: I mean, Legend, we're... I, I tried my best. I Hopefully, I, I met your expectation because you are the voice of the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, any independent shows or anything that's going on in the area, we got connected through the ICW event recently at the Elks Lodge. So, we, you know, you've been doing it all. Let us know a little bit of other things that you're doing in the area.
1: Well... Well, first thing first. Again, thank you for the introduction. But um, if if I could give you just a small bit of critique,
0: please do. Um, this is not point.
1: this is not just for this is not just for you. This is for everyone because often people do this. They insert uh, the the in between Larry Legend, you know. So they call me Larry oh, yeah, the Legend, you know. You know, and 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 it's actually Larry Legend. It just you know kind of flows a little better if you say, like, the overall Master of Ceremonies, Larry Legend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the, uh, the the elves, you know, just kind of roll off the tongue. But, time and time again, I have people approach me and call me, you know, Larry the Legend, um, which I think is... Well, you, know, you kind are building
2: of, a legendary resume here, so it wouldn't oh, be sure, far but, to say.
1: You, you're, you're right, but there's, a, there's another Larry Legend, you know, kind of in the sports uh, arena, and that's The legendary Larry Bird,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, so, you know, in this day and age of Google and, you know, Googling someone, I want to make sure that people type in Larry Legend, the wrestler or Larry Legend, the Price is Right, and just not get me confused with, uh, you know, the the great, you know, the great, I have nothing but respect for Larry Bird, but he's kind of widely known as Larry the Legend, you know, of the Celtics, you know, or legendary Larry Bird. And uh, it's kind of important for me, as I as I carve this legacy of legendary, you know, accolades and sort of, you know, things that I can attach to what it is that I do, that I I make sure that I nip it in the bud that I'm I am Larry Legend, and if you if you watch the credits of that movie, The Wrestler, you know, yeah, awesome I'm credited as CZ, CZW announcer Larry Legend. So that would be the only critique. But other than that, it was a great introduction. And uh, what I'm doing with myself is. Uh, you know, basically making towns. There's an, old, there's an old saying from the territory days. You know, you mentioned Mid-Atlantic and how I'm the voice of the Mid-Atlantic. Well, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not easy when you're not, you know, on the corporate jet. You know, so like how and those do you, miles in, huh? We, oh, absolutely. And for 16 years, I've been doing that. Wow. You know, so, um, you know, when I saw you or met you at ICW, that was a, a full day of traveling from Baltimore, Maryland... Luckily, I had a lovely young lady to keep me company. Uh, But uh, you know uh, that that was a that was a rough that's a a rough commute, and then to be expected to carry the energy of you know a robust professional wrestling show, you know it it, it takes a lot out of you. So you know that's what that's what I've been up to is just grinding and and making towns and and uh, being Larry Legend.
2: Well, I could tell you and Michael J are going to get along very well, <laughs> because he loves correcting me. Yes. You know, too many times on this show, I have too many shots of wrestling, so I do apologize. You come back every week to no, critique him. It's,
1: it's quite all right, because it, 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 it's, kind of, it's actually kind of prevalent that people will refer to me as they're getting to know me. And I really don't have anyone to blame but myself. I rarely will introduce myself at the onset of the show, because no one's really coming to see the ring announcer, so there's no need for me to like say hey guys I'm Larry Legend you know a lot of the times the fans are chanting you know Larry Legend or you know Larry Larry so you know I I don't need to talk about myself at all it's more about what they're about to witness um so I guess I could do a little bit more of saying my name or, or being a part of productions where they get my name out there sort of on the on the lower third graphic Uh, But, um, yeah, it was a great intro. It's just that I'm Larry Legend.
2: No, of course. And and the sharpest dress ring announcer that I have ever seen, my man. Those threads, you are on point with the fashion.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. I'm trying to, I think, for ICW, oh, gosh, I think I wore a black tuxedo. I I wore a black Joseph A. Bank tuxedo. Um, And I think that the the color bow tie that I wore, I think, was red and black. I'm pretty sure. I didn't wear a cummerbund, which is a, a real fashion faux pas for tuxedos, but you know it gets kind—it gets kind of hot. It right. gets kind of hot, you know, of um, in in most of the venues that we do this in. So I, I've decided to kind of lose the cummerbund and just kind of get the points off for that. But thank you for that because I I pay close attention to uh, you know my grooming and and just my overall appearance for you know the polish of the production. Nope. You know, it's like it's all about it's all about everyone looking. Um, 100% Even if We're kind of like Covering up the fact that We're working with a shitty ring Or You know The sound isn't the best Or You know Any sort of like uh, Kind of intangible That can Make the show go awry You know We gotta always maintain That sort of Kind of fake it Till you make it Attitude For the kids You know Not for the Not for the, the The older fans The older fans are just Gonna be cynical And they get it But for the kids you know, we got to kind of always put that on. So yeah, thank you for noticing my for grooming.
2: Yeah. yeah what,
1: my grooming and, and what I add to the show just by looking at the way that I do, and, you know, paying attention to that.
0: Um, enough about your fashion sense. What did you, what did you win on the prices? Right. That's what I want to know. That's what everyone wants to know.
1: Okay. Well, how about this? I'll say this: all you've got to do is type in the YouTube "Larry Legend" on the Price Is Right, and you can see for yourself. Okay. But it's a funny story. It's a funny story. What I wore on the Price Is Right, um, I'm pretty sure, is what got me on the stage to even play oh, yeah. oh, cool. the game. Yeah, because you know they like they like the Price Is Right likes quirky, sort of like you know, kind of funny, you know bombastic types of characters for daytime television and if they're gonna put you next to, to a, a model
2: shirt. you gotta look good yeah. so you gotta pick a good oh, looking yeah. guy
1: well well yeah but you but you also gotta kind of you know buffoon it up if you know what i mean like <laughs> the price is right is kind of like very colorful there are, you know lots of colors and you know it's kind of exploding out at you so you know i wore kind of one of those those shirts that looks like a tuxedo it like kind of looks like you're wearing like a, a tuxedo shirt yeah. uh, or you looks like you're wearing a, because sh- sh- it's got the graphic of like the lapel and the shirt and the tie. Um, and the one that I wore in particular, the day that I appeared on the price is right was actually, um, it was actually one of those, uh, it was like a, a shirt that was for the show. Uh, how I met your mother, uh, with, uh, the Neil Patrick Harris show, yeah. how, how I met, MJ, how I met your, 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 show. your mother. Yeah. Do High five. yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, well, the shirt that I was wearing, um, oh, there you down are. the are you- tie, yeah, that's me. Yeah, da- awesome. Down the tie, yeah, down the tie of that shirt. It said, "It's going to be legend." And then the tie clip said, "Wait for it." Dot, dot, dot. And then the bottom <laughs> of the tie said, "Gary." So a friend of mine had put me on to that T-shirt as a limited time offering on some website that sells T-shirts for like 24 hours, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. he was like. He, he was like, yo, you got to get this shirt. As soon as it came out, he was like, you got to get this shirt. It's perfect for Larry Legend. It's the type of shirt Larry Legend would wear. Yeah. And um, I, I got it, and I chose to wear it the morning that we appeared, you know, that I went to The Prices Right with my mom. The whole trip to L.A. was a break for my mom, oh. you know, and um, she loves it, right? So I figured, you know, what a thing to take her to L.A. for the first time and, you know, surprise her with um, – us attending the Price Is Right, but we we actually I got picked to go up on the stage, and um that's amazing. You know, luckily for me, that 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 show How I Met Your Mother is on the network that the Price Is Right. Those those are sister, you know, whatever the Price Is Right is on. I think it's CBS. So yeah. How I Met Your Mother also comes right. on that network, so I, I kind of lucked out because if I would have had like a I don't know, Bazinga, Big Bang Theory t-shirt on or like That'd one of the rival networks. networks. I, yeah, yeah, I wonder if they would have like been Same like, we can't. he would be great as a contestant, but we can't have someone advertising like, you know, NBC when we're CBS on daytime. So I kind of really lucked out uh, that How I Met Your Mother was the reference of the shirt I was wearing. And, you know, this that episode of The Price is Right happened in 2012, it, mm-hmm. we, we, I filmed that in September of 2012, and it aired. It aired in November of 2012. Yeah, because right after the Price Is Right came out, that's when I moved from New York. Um, but you know, um, How I Met Your Mother was really popular at the time.
2: No, oh, so yeah,
1: it was definitely I, a great I really, show. I it it yeah. It, I, well, yeah, it, yeah. It it really was kind of serendipitous that that guy told me, "Hey, you should get this shirt." And I chose to wear that shirt the day that I, you know, went to attend. Just attend at first. The price is right, and I ended up making it on stage. So, cool. So, so oh, and another another funny story about that outfit that I'm wearing uh-huh. is that is the same outfit that I, I announced the tournament of death or um, there was a there was an outdoor death tournament uh, earlier on in the in the in the year. Uh-huh. I think it was called a uh, CVW. Um, it was CZW something or other. It was an outdoor kind of deathmatch deal. And when I do those outdoor deathmatch shows, I don't like to be in the tuxedo or the suit because I could, you know, get shrapnel on it, you know, like light tubes, uh, you know, fill, you know, all that stuff. Because you have blood, and there are matches where they take down the ropes and there's just barbed wire. So, you know, I need to get some mileage out of my, my clothes that I host shows in. So, so, so a lot of the times when I do the deathmatch match deals, I, I dress in kind of like free dress, yeah, and yeah. um, I kind of I kind of was giving a kind of you know tip of the cap to CZW, because I I knew um, that I my show was already going to be on the air when I went to CZW dressed that way, knowing I was wearing the same outfit that was going to be on, you know, on TV when it finally you know aired. So, well, it's a funny story about great
2: that. Fashion from Larry Legend. Um, and we're starting to touch a little bit on the wrestling aspect of your resume. So as we were sure. doing a little bit of getting to know you, getting to know all about you, let's right say it l- sounds good, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Let us know what your first professional wrestling memory is. Like one of those nostalgic feeling moments where you were a little kid or maybe you were in high school that it was the moment that just clicked the light bulb went on and you're like, you were hooked. You were hooked with this with this passion in this business.
1: Well, I can tell you exactly what it was. Um, I was watching... I always want to say that it was the Road Warriors, but it, it probably wasn't. It probably was a tag team that was kind of like a, a version of the Road Warriors that was on TV, uh, supposing to look like some big bad guys with mm-hmm. mohawks and face paint. And uh, the, the announcer... Like the Ascension? Um, the kind of... kind of like the ascension yeah kind of like them or the powers of pain you know the Uh warlord and the barbarian like that those types of kind of like yeah yeah huge you know bearded face painted type guys that are like you don't want to fight these guys they look like they can rip your head off well the announcer was was interviewing these kind of hulking beasts and he asked them a question and when he held the microphone out for them to respond the wrestler uh bit bit the top of the microphone off of <laughs> off of uh, the the actual you know handle yeah and I fell over laughing uh have you ever laughed to the point that you're not even making any noise it's like you know your <laughs> your laughter is just like it's just air right, like right. captured in your lungs as you're as you're fathoming what it is that you just saw and I thought it was the funniest thing that I'd ever seen in my life and I was you know, I didn't know, this. I was so little, I didn't even know about VCRs or anything, but I just remembered, like, re- reimagining what I had just seen, you know, after i had gotten up off of the floor. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I think that ever since I saw that, like, any type of thing where something like that could happen, where someone would bite the top, top of a microphone off, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and um, I, I so guess, I guess in a lot of ways that's what really hooked me. Um, to 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 really liking wrestling is because you could just see anything, um, and it also it almost kind of makes sense that a huge like kind of monster of a guy would do something like that. That's what a cartoon would do. I want to see and you do that is, like, one car- day. <laughs> yeah, why? Well, you become I, you know, that I'd monster. Yeah, if you could find that, I don't know who those guys were. I don't know if it was like an AWA or uh-huh. UWF. I, I could only and this would have have been in the early '80s. So at the time, the only TV that I think was WWF, WCW, which was NWA at the time, I'm pretty sure, and uh, and maybe UWF. I don't know what it was, but uh, I distinctly remember that and laughing very, very, very hard at it and liking wrestling ever since I saw that.
2: Uh, cool. It's an a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I like that he's taking it way back. Yeah, way back. Except uh, VCR.
0: So you've been watching since you were a young kid. Uh, what wrestlers or wrestler or your source of inspiration.
1: My inspirations to get involved or yeah. like kind of like as a fan. Um, both, let's go both. Okay. So I, I would say that the wrestler who the wrestler who made me want to do it, like just get out of the crowd was Mick Foley. Wow, um, and and in particular around the time that they were kind of like revealing who Nick Foley was behind the Cactus Jack and the mankind personas is yeah. kind of when I was like, uh, you know, just like, I'm like, I want to follow in his path of like getting there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Legend, um, have, you, I would probably, have you
2: met up? I'm sure. Have, have oh, you
1: yeah. A- I've announced some. I've announced them, I've announced them a, a dozen, like at least a dozen times wow. now. Um, That's cool. You know, so it yeah, that's that's always been a cool moment is when I do shows with that Nick Foley is at from so announcing him to think, Wow, I'm announcing, you know, my my kind of inspiration. He right. doesn't he doesn't know that. I don't think I've ever said that to him but
2: Well he's listening to he this sure will now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, around that time of nineteen ninety seven when they were they were kind of like doing like just like a little bit more realism into it and they were do they did a long series of you know, interviews with Nick Foley about who, who was Cassius Jack before he got to the WWF, and then his book came out, and then after the book came out, that's when I really started to be like, this, this guy is a remarkable human being um, who got there, who followed his dream, and, you know, it inspired me to, to, you know, really go at life a lot more, you know, get what I wanted out of life. So Nick Foley was the biggest influence on me uh, to, to get over the barricade and somehow get involved in it. Nick Foley and Paul Heyman. Paul, Paul, uh, Heyman Paul, Paul Heyman's
2: great. Man.
1: Yeah, he had a huge impact on me because, you know, growing up, I saw only WWF and WCW, mm-hmm. Coke and Pepsi. And then all oh. of a sudden, here came Sprite, you yeah. know. And I remember Paulie Dangerously. That's more like a Dr. Pepper kind of guy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kool-Aid. Or Kool-Aid, yeah. yeah. But I remember, I remember him as a manager in WCW. And I kind of, you know, the internet started becoming more of a thing. I actually used to call these hotlines where they would like kind of read the Wrestling Observer <laughs> newsletters. Right. They would read, yeah, they would read like all top stories from Wrestling Observer. It would just be like a voicemail. And wow, for the how two much minutes the, of the business voicemail has changed. Yeah, you could, yeah, yeah. But that's how I used to, and that's how I got to know that Paul, he was kind of the driving force behind ECW which I was reading about in all the PWI and maybe getting a little advertisement for during Raw in Baltimore. But um, Nick Foley and Paulie were Paulie Dangerously were huge influences for me to just get involved.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like we said, uh, the business has definitely changed. Uh, right now, the women's revolution going into the Sunday night's pay-per-view. We have these two women going into a hell in a cell. So out of all the generations that have come forth upon us, which are your top three women wrestlers?
1: Um, you know, I gave this, I, 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 I'm glad you asked this and I want to just say, um, I almost think that, that, you know, this whole women's revolution thing that's kind of, you know, being tossed around. Uh It's kind of doing a huge disservice to the, the women that paved the way, uh, for them to even like say something like that.
2: Yeah. Tell me how, um,
1: and, and, Well, I mean, I think back to, uh, you know, when the Divas first started to, like, kind of scrap and be wrestlers or or wrestle lengthy matches in, uh, you know, 1998 through, I'd say, like, 2002,
3: Uh
1: and those were some of the best matches of women's matches ever that I had seen, and I'm talking all the way up until... You know, Victoria and Mickey James were kind of, you know, the, the top ones from Molly Holly to Jacqueline face. Like all of the ivory, those women used to work and work hard she, and, and be scared. really entertaining. And I, I feel like that it's almost like we've forgotten about them because then we kind of went into an era where it was like Tori Wilson, Stacey Keebler mm-hmm. shaking their little tuchus. You know, and we kind of went into that. That kind of became wrong a lot that. more, you know, a lot more out there. Um, but we kind of like sort of like forgot like, yeah, but there have always been really great women wrestlers who have gone out there and hit just the card and thought of great, you know, uh, match or, or, you know, had great matches. Even before Charlotte and Sasha are now getting put in the cage. So, you know, it's you know, a shame
2: that um, you have the wrestlers that that, have, that we have now and they're calling it the Women's Revolution. But they're getting the time, and they're investing in this division. Imagine if Molly Holly had the time back in the day, and Avery right. had the time right. back in the yeah. day. How much more would we have seen? You know, you're saying that yeah. the revolution started back then. You know, it, it may have well have, but if the time was invested in them, we would have seen a lot more.
1: But but see, I'm just saying, like even I mean, I can talk about my scope, which is like those women, Molly Holly, Victoria, all the way up to Mickey James, right? You could then have someone who would talk all about the, you know, what was going on in the industry and how women were coming up even before that to even get a chance to be on the show and the types of things, you know, hardships that like, you know, you know, Moolah and all of those, you know, Johnny Mae Young, all of those women that I don't really have as much knowledge about, you know, it's kind of a disservice to say that they weren't the women's revolution, you know, so it's just, you know, it's all marketing. I get it. You understand what I'm saying? I get it. Um, But um, I just kind of am like, uh, well, you know, when thinking about who my top three female wrestlers are, I say first WWE Hall of Famer, Jackie Moore. And, um, you know, she really got a little bit of time to shine in the WWF as women's champion. But I had known of her before she even made it to TV. Wow. Uh, just through the magazine, you know. And when I finally got to first see her, uh, you know, the viciousness with her strikes uh, was something that I could only, like, say, you know, came directly from, like, Jeff Jarrett and, and Jerry the King Lawler, who are, like, two out. of the best strikers. They're two of the best strikers ever in wrestling as far as, a you know, like a punch
3: yeah. is
1: concerned. And I, I just remember that when I first saw Jacqueline she just was so vicious with her attacks uh, and with her, you know, the way that her hair would move when she would attack men and other women mm-hmm. uh, that I I, I I was like blown away. And she's definitely one of my top three female wrestlers of all time. Um, so I we got
2: Jacqueline. Have a,
1: yeah, Jacqueline. Um, I say- definitely have a special place in my heart for uh, Alexis Larie, you know, Mickey Jane.
2: Mickey Jane. Mm-hmm.
1: And I. I, I I call her Alexis LaRie because that's that's what I used to announce her as, Wow. you know, um, years ago when she was the Super Bowl Alexis Laree with Julio DeNero, uh-huh. you know. But um, she, just in her her size and stature and the things that she was able to do back then, uh, I thought was always I always have a special place in my heart for Mickey James, um, one of the first female wrestlers I got to announce, and and then just to see her go and do great things. Yeah, man. Good in, like music, music, and then impact, and now she's back. It's just like she's a she's a great story. Uh, yeah, i MJ is a big country friend. fan.
2: He, he definitely, yep. Well, loves I'm, her music.
1: Yeah, that's her. That's her genre, you know. But um, I, I I don't I don't follow that as much as I follow just that's all of the different things that she's done it's over the album. years. Checkout. Yeah, I think um, I think I I was looking at one of those top ten lists. Um, you know how you sometimes get sucked in those future yeah. report. You know, you know what I'm talking about, like top yeah. ten listen. And Nikki's like the third top paid female in the history of wrestling. Oh, I her. found Very out. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Good for and her. Definitely um, deserves it. Definitely yeah, well, it's just it. it's it's kind of great for me to know that someone that I kind of came up with, you know, is up there. And that doesn't mean that the light. The, there's not a light at the end of the tunnel for me because I'm not one of the top paid announcers. You know, <laughs> number three on anybody's list. But, Legend. One day. You know, I, one I, day you will be. I started out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I started out announcing one of the females that's up there. So I'm, I'm around some good company. And then, uh, so I said, I said, Jacqueline Moore, um, Nikki James, um, Alexis, Marie, and I guess. You know, it's really hard, but I, I probably would have to say.
2: It's mm. a lot of great women out there. Yep.
1: I guess in a lot of ways, for the same reason that I said, um, Jackie uh, Sherry Martel, oh, okay, right. was Old a, nice. was, a, was another another just great striker. Um, even when she was like, you know, doing her managing, uh, you know, it takes it takes a very special woman to attack a man the size of the Ultimate Warrior. And for you to believe that this woman is so ferocious that, yeah, she did just like drive her thumb into his throat and he, and he is, you know, choking right now and in her body and in the way that she was in her shrieking, you know, all of the vocals, she really was like a hellcat. And I will confess, I did not see as much of her actual wrestling. I have, uh, you know, the, the famous Survivor Series women's match, uh, where, you know, that's just one, uh, example, but she did a move that I'd never seen before where she drove her opponent in, she like drove her opponent by her hair into her boot, like where she was in a seated position or she was in a standing position and she dropped like into a split so that one of her, her boots was, was outstretched. And she drove her opponent throat first onto her boot, wow. and I had never seen anything like that before. And that's what I mean by the viciousness uh, that she brought to, you know, her craft and her little piece of the, the pie uh, that makes Sherry Martell one of my favorite. You know, I'd say one of my top three women are Alexis Lurie, Jackie Moore, and, uh, and sensational Sherry Martel.
0: Yeah, what a performer! So, with those top three, we ask you: Do marry kill?
1: Okay. Um, well, <coughs> I guess I would kill Sherry because she's already dead. Okay. Oh, um well, I, that makes I, sense. I guess I, I, I guess I would marry Mickey uh, because she's got a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and um, a lot of, uh... I mean, I mean, not to really um, sugarcoat it, but I always thought Jacqueline was the baddest female um, in her era. I always thought that her body every other woman's body, including Sable. Um, like, like legit. Um, wow. When I was growing up, and I was watching that, sort of like, you know, she, she uh, you know took Sable's hair and threaded it through her hair, and they were doing the whole Mark Marrow with, you mm-hmm. know, she was with Mark Merrow and doing the TKO. I always, always, always preferred Jackie's body uh, over the rest of the females because I thought she was just shredded enough. I thought that her arms were just like Linda Hamilton-ish enough and, it, you know, the breast. What's well, you know, a great choice. I think she, she she's had, got the full package. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, and she just looks like that she would, uh, you know, be, she really would tear you up. Then so, right. yeah, I would do her. <laughs> yeah, I'd do her. <laughs> how,
2: how exciting it would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, every wrestler aims to have a WrestleMania moment. And as fans, we all have moments that are just as epic as those WrestleMania moments. So, what what has yours been? Either a fan related, um,
1: a fan related moment, or a personal moment. I can give you. I can give you two, and they both deal with Madison Square Garden. My fan related moment was Royal um, Rumble 2000, Triple H versus Cactus Jack in the street fight, um, and the and the exact moment where I probably. Could have probably had an aneurysm or heart attack. I was so excited. Was, uh, was after Mick Foley kicked out of the first pedigree. Um, uh-huh. So if, you, if, you, if you're not as familiar with that match, uh, you know, Triple H pedigrees Mick Foley at the end and, and Foley kicks out at the last second, and then Triple H has to put pedigree him on the tax. You know that's the only way to put him Ooh, down.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but my 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 WrestleMania moment as a as an audience member, just being completely captivated by what I was seeing, was when was when Mick Foley kicked out of that first pedigree at a uh, Royal Rumble 2000. Um, so that that's my my pe- fan moment and my personal moment was um, when I actually got to announce a match in Madison Square Garden. Really? Where I had the moment uh, where I had the moment of, of witnessing. You know, a lot in a lot of ways. My inspiration for getting involved in it, and someone who was so passionate about their craft that I just had to follow in those footsteps to, you know, carve out my niche. I guess my moment, uh, my WrestleMania moment so far has been um, getting the privilege to announce in Madison Square Garden.
2: How do you prepare for things like that? I mean, you're going in to announce at Madison Square Garden. You know, the butterflies must be all in your stomach. You know, how do you prepare?
1: Well, you know, um, my mentor, my mentor in the wrestling game is a uh, is a wrestler by the name of Ruckus. He he has a, a stable, I am sorry, a label called Blackout, and uh, he he is is worldwide known. Um, and he kind of has guided me along with a lot of the decisions that I've made um, in in my career. And one thing that he told me very early on was um, that if you just approach every every show as you do. Um, as just another show, no matter where it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's in the Tokyo Dome, it doesn't matter if it's in Madison Square Garden, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's in the Elks Lodge. If you can get yourself into the state of mind, then what I do is show. You. Um, then when you actually get to Madison Square Garden, even though it will be a bigger venue and the lights will be better and the microphone will be the best and the you know you have a hundred million people talking at you and making sure that you get everything right, I'm just approaching that the same way that I approached the Elk's Lodge on Queens Queens Boulevard when we're you know doing ICW uh, one night only. You so you know I I I'm I'm in it to win it. I'm not doing this. Like for fun, I'm in it. I'm in it to announce in Madison Square Garden. So when I'm there, you know, I'm just. Of course, I'm. I'm, The the feeling I was having was, of course, you're here. It just took a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. you know, than than maybe you wanted it. You know, I I was able to get into. I I announced in Madison Square Garden in uh, in July of 2014. So it was quite. It was quite. That's my moment. I met Michael Buffer. You wow, know, I cool. I, uh, I wrote I I rode the elevator with Donald Trump. Oh, fantastic! Um, and and Melania, you know, you know, I wrote that I wrote the ele- because I stay I stayed for the entirety of the event. I was just the announcer for the undercard. Did he try there to kiss There were like you? three. <laughs> What's that? Did he try to kiss he, you? No, no, he didn't. Gra- oh, <laughs> he, he didn't grab my he, he he didn't grab my unmentionable, Okay. You know, um, but um, but yeah, yeah, that that was my moment, and um, I stayed until the end, um just because I had never been there before and you know I was kind of on cloud nine I was the announcer of the undercard but I stayed till the end and then of course you know as a staff member I didn't have to go you know on the elevators that all the fans were on I got to go in the you know the talent or the backstage production crew elevator and I just so happened to be getting on the elevator as soon as Donald Trump was you know leaving with Melania so we rode the elevator uh, down together I didn't say anything to him I just tried not to breathe
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh, we are running a little long on time here, but let me ask you one question. Uh, what independent wrestlers currently, right now, do you think are ready for the WWE spotlight?
1: A.R. Fox is definitely a ready now. Uh, Sammy Callahan yeah, is definitely a ready now. Uh, Adam Cole is definitely a ready now. Um, I think Leo Rush is definitely a ready now. Um And I think that um, now that you're getting a chance to see a lot of the cruiserweights, Tony Meese, Drew Gulak, Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay Dorado, Rich Swan, now that you're getting to see them rock um, and they're doing so well, you know, you could probably look at a lot of the landscape of indie wrestling and find a lot of ready nows because just to harken back to the words that, you know, my mentor Ruckus told me, it's just another show. And if you can get yourself into that mental state Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I belong on Raw, just as much as I belonged in CZW in the twenty three hundred arena, it ain't no thing.
3: We're,
1: we're all ready. We're all ready now because we do it, you know. And I see some of the same faces over and over again. I see the Pinky Sanchez's and you know the Matt Tremonts and these kind of guys who are grinding with me. So any one of us are, are ready now, you know, because we do it.
0: Awesome. Uh, well, this is fun. Great interview. You were very entertaining. Yeah. Pleasure chatting with I you, my the friend. I love conversation. Great conversation. You have Great a conversation.
2: wealth of knowledge. A lot of information.
1: <laughs> you to have me on for anything, you know. I'm, I'm here for you. Well, we still so want with, you um, to stick
2: around. We want you to play some games. Yes, yeah, so we are do some of the show. Oh, that's and right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I, w- I would love to play some games,
2: yeah. We're going to invite you back for some
0: games. So um, stick around. We'll, we'll talk to you later, okay?
1: Uh, sounds good. Sounds good, yeah. All right. Shot of Wrestling presents
2: Raw and Smackdown. Cheers and cheers. You know it. That's right. It is time, and you know it. It's the best brand coming up to you first. It is the Red Brand. You gotta get over that.
0: You really have to get over that.
2: The Red Brand you pulled off it. another great week. So I'm gonna start off with my biggest cheer of the night. Uh, Michael J., did you know that in Iceland, the Vikings war chant used to unite the people to strike fear into their enemies? Yes. Yeah? Did you know that in Scandinavian, the word skull means cheers or good health? Yes. So what better way to start my Raw and Smackdown skull and heels than with Curtis Axel reconnecting with his roots? And getting the Skull Chant over. Skull Chants paying tribute to the Minnesota Vikings here at Monday Night Raw. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, I cheer that too because I like that. Finally doing something with him. And I thought they were going to do something with him.
2: I wish like, if he won. I wish oh, he, he won too.
0: Won. I'm the, I like the Axe Man. And I'm hoping they're doing something with him. And not just next week we'll never see him again.
2: I hope, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, do I? Yeah. It's kind of sad that they kicked that um, Dallas picked out of, kicked out of the Perfect Plex. Yes, yeah, that, that no one kicks out of the Perfect nope. Plex. No Back in does. my day, you, he clinched that in, and he did it perfectly too. Yeah, he he buckled his his fists together like nice execution, good form. Well, I have to heal something. And so many options to pick from. No, they're not. But uh, I'm going to have to do it. I, I I hate to do it because uh, these are my boys. But uh, Brian Kendrick asking TJ Perkins to let him win. Pathetic. Sad. It's a sad day in wrestling where you have to, whether you're heel or face, you have to go to your opponent and plead, Just let me win, please. Please. I need this one. No, don't like it. Don't like that storyline. Next thing you know, we're going to have uh, Jeff Jarrett laying down again for Hulk Hogan's for the pin. It, it just doesn't work for me. It's okay. like WCW days all over again. Uh,
0: I'm going to cheers that impressive big boot by Big Cass. Wow, huge
2: boot. The guy was
0: in the fucking Before. second row. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did he even do that? <laughs> that was impressive. It was. Uh, we're going to heal Sheamus and Cesaro. was the new day. Like, why... Do I want to watch this again on Sunday? I don't. Never did in the first place. Now I don't want to watch it again. Um, side note, I forgot Jinder Mahal was on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot that guy was on the roster. Uh, Alright, Your turn.
2: That is a shame. That is a shame, shame, shame for us yeah. to forget about Jinder Mahal. Um, I'm a cheers. Uh, Enzo and Cass and their great mic skills because who needs a mic to get over your chance because they could do it without the mic and the thousands and thousands of people in attendance literally just said everything that enzo and Cass were gonna say they had them eating out of their hands and like cory graves said it on his announcing that was impressive well still they do it every week what is what they do it every week was it really that impressive Yeah, but
0: chant along every week.
2: Yeah, but I I thought it was cool how they dropped off the mic. So literally from beginning to end, the fans—it's—it's a little difficult from beginning to end. It's good to—it's like a song that you like. You could sing the words, but you'll miss here a a note or or two there. But they said it word for word. It was—it was awesome. I got a heel. uh, Something that might not be very popular for you out there listening. Because this might be on your cheers okay. portion of the list. And while I'm speaking about lists, I am speaking about healing the list of Jericho. I think you're going to go on the list. No, I. I is he listening? Then no, I should take a uh, Okay. But yeah, I, I didn't. You just made the list. <laughs> I, d- I don't like that they're making the list to be bigger than Chris Jericho. They're making the list bigger than Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins and even Monday Night Raw, by making the first 90 minutes of the show about Jericho looking for this list. I think it's sending the wrong message because the list is not more important than anything of the characters that I'm trying to portray or the wrestling that should be going on in the ring. And, 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 and why would you even think that if you don't find your list, you, you, sh- you shouldn't be wrestling in the main event? Like, his property. He, he was, he his was his holding property. His, his, his match hostage until he got his list. Yep, they stole his property. Seriously? Come on.
0: Um, I'm going to cheers Braun Strowman. He asked for competition and didn't see any, so he left. Thought the same thing, buddy. Thought the <laughs> same exact thing. Sammy Zanger competition? now. he's just a scrub like the guys you beat up every week. Smart move. Stand up for yourself, buddy. Keep doing you. Ask for real competition. Make them feed you more got a heel. Well, it gets Charlie Caruso a fine backstage correspondent spot, and she's not even on the show? Get yeah, the fuck what's out of going here. on?
2: Oh. Good heel. Thanks. I like that's a very good heel. Good cheers too. Thank you. Um I
0: got one heel left. Uh oh. So
2: there we go. Well, I have one She. I have two cheers left and a heel. Uh, but let's get it going. You want some? You get some. This Sunday night at Hell in a Cell, where hopefully this match will be the last match going in the main event, where we have Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Uh, The contract signing was executed perfectly, in my opinion. So with that said, the first cheer in this segment that I like to bring up is, Damn, Sasha looks good.
0: Charlotte was pretty good, too, bro. No, Especially
2: Sasha. Especially when
0: they bent over to sign the contract. Fine.
2: Oh, man. Sasha looks so good. Really good, too. So, so good. Uh, did you did you see how Sasha, the good girl, is wearing white? Yep. And Charlotte, the bad girl, nice attention to detail. But in my opinion, this is the first time ever that I've seen a contract signing actually make sense. Mick Foley explained that once they sign the contract, there's no turning back. And we... Gave And he gave his passionate Hell in a Cell promo that he does every year because I feel like this is the one time they bring him out, you know, for Hell in a Cell. It's like they, they make that connection. The only thing I found a little bit awkward was the end where uh, Charlotte said, I'll see you in Boston, right, to Sasha. But Sasha replied after signing. And I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Isn't Sasha from Boston? Yes. West, Massachusetts. Yes. The area. So why isn't she putting? Why she is she putting went, down her her town? She went. She went the cage. Yeah, but Char, cage. Charlotte just said, cage. "I'll see you in Boston," and then went, Sasha went, says, went, "I'll see you in hell." She went the cage, implying that Boston is hell. I'd be offended I, if I was a Boston night. Are you done? I'd be offended. I going to heal.
0: The woman's contract signing. What? Um, like you said, oh, the good guy had to wear all white, and the black guy the bad guy had to wear all black, just in case we got confused of who was who. How many contract signings do these two need to have? Two. Uh, it's like the third one. Oh, Jesus. I fell asleep. I was falling asleep doing it. Didn't hold my attention. Charlotte looked good when she signed the contract. Fine. She, was, she filled out her dress better than the other one. And in case you forgot, like you just mentioned, Mick Foley was in a Hell in a Cell match. Because he reminded us all. And like he, your point, he does it every year, I guess. It just, it was way too, too much. No. Not my thing. I enjoyed it. I healed that. And side note again. What's with everyone started calling Charlotte, Charlotte Flair? <laughs> they did it on SmackDown too. They called her Charlotte Flair. Uh, this, this her new thing now? That's her new last name? Oh, I'm done with her hopefully more ways than
2: one I mean there, there was still probably one of the biggest cheers of the night uh, which is when Michael J. Putty turned the fans against Goldberg we mentioned it earlier and in the news but uh, Michael J. the fans listen when you speak the fans listen yeah that basically. was pretty awesome so that's sure. why it goes in as a cheer thanks I would have thought you would have cheered that because it, it was your moment. Yeah, but I didn't you, make the called you called it. I'm giving you credit for it. That, that, that <laughs> you did a great job. Uh when Stephanie McMahon was talking to Seth Rollins backstage, she was pleading that Rollins returned Liz to Jericho. Remember that? Yes. And then she stated that it was her job to run Monday Night Raw. I thought it was McFoley's job. Six of one, doesn't of the other. Uh, So I'm going to heal that part, and that's my last heal for Monday Night Raw, because I think one of the things that SmackDown gets right is that Daniel R- Bryan is running the show. He's on Talking Smack. He is the general manager. And Shane is just backstage. Like, I feel like Stephanie McMahon should just be the payroll, like she's cashing the checks. Mick Foley should be like, hey, I'm going to lose this superstar. We need to give him more money. Um, Stephanie signs the contract at least you should treat her as a bank account you know what I'm saying like I need new lights I need to be bigger I need to be be Smackdown I want an extra hour in the pay per view I want limousines for all my superstars and and like treat her as as a bankroll like that would be a great story but I digress Uh, on to the blue brand The Beast Show oh man Smackdown delivered much
0: better than Raw this week I don't know what the hell show you were watching uh, you he gotta to Alexa Bliss asleep. man Nice two that's, hour that, nap That's my line On Raw every week So you can't nice steal two that two hour nap uh, Alexa Bliss I like what she did here I like her attitude I like her cockiness I like what she was saying And of course A little yellow stripe we haven't seen we haven't seen spray paint In a while
2: It's been since The NWO days <laughs> It's been a while Yeah so uh, bring I that. I think uh, Randy Savage Was the one who got uh, His back spring At yellow By uh, Hollywood Hogan Back in the day Yeah I think
0: he sprinted it too Yeah
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Randy Orton mm-hmm. see that's, that's why you and, gotta, and, and Larry Legend get along yeah. you both just love correcting me
0: cheers Randy Orton here because I didn't see that coming um, I'm curious to see where this goes I agree. Uh, finally some some excitement in this dull boring feud so I'm curious to see where they're going with this um, good job Randy Orton
2: Yeah, I, I, I have to agree Randy Orton turning on Kane definitely piqued my interest and uh, it brought to the question, is Orton joining the family? The Wyatt family? Like he has to infiltrate the family to get the best of, of the Wyatts? Yeah, can't beat him, Join him. You know, Daniel Bryan did it. Maybe they were recycling that storyline. One thing I didn't like about this segment, I'm going to heal it right now, is the Wyatt family appearing and disappearing out of nowhere. Oh, you just noticed that? It is getting old, and they're starting to look like they're a one-trick pony. Two years ago. Like, that is all they're doing. They're oh, just to the look low, my friend. And, and disappearing. Took a like couple I years longer, but okay. i seen it. I don't want to see it no more. And if you're going to appear and disappear, why not disappear anytime you're getting Pinned. Or you're losing a match, or you're that's in a, that's not a, how it works. a submission hold. That's not how it works. Turn the lights out. Cool yeah. That would be cool. Disappear. Yeah, would You would cool. never lose a match. No that'd be cool. They should try that. Yeah. If it, I mean, what? They don't control it. Is their energy bar on their video game low when they're in a submission no. move? I don't get it. I'm uh, not doing it. I'm
0: going to heal. My only heel down. The Ascension. Man, they went nowhere fast. Word. Nowhere fast. Even new face paint didn't do nothing. <laughs> you gotta, get, gotta cheers, my man. Zack Ryder making it to Survivor Series. Um, once again, these high, big moments. They put him in those matches. But watching their promo with the Mojo Raleigh, kind of feel that guy's holding him back. No. Yeah, I feel like just got to be in the IC title right, picture.
2: They're both pushing each other forward. No,
0: I think it... The, the, the he's pushing him forward. I think ho- he's holding him back. I
2: right beg to differ. They're right. they're hyped, man. They're hyped right now, and they're staying hyped. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You were talking about Survivor Series. People making the ma- the match in Survivor Series. Yes. I'm sorry to that Natalia is not going to be part of it. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. It does not make any sense. She was pleading to Daniel Bryan to make her the captain of her team made sense There it's gonna be in Toronto right yeah and isn't isn't um, Natalia Canadian she's Canadian yeah I should be seeing dollar signs from Daniel Bryan like of course every wrestler who's Canadian should be part of the show not only is she not part of the match isn't, she, isn't that she's sort of not racist there. I don't get it isn't that sort of
0: racist how oh because she's Canadian she should wrestle in Toronto it's like oh I'm American yeah I should wrestle in Des Moines, Iowa <laughs>
2: You're not from Des Moines.
0: Yeah, but I'm American. But it's like a she's hometown not, she's, she's coming. Not, she's not from Toronto. It's like a hometown but coming. But she's not from Toronto.
2: It, it's like... It's
0: a different county, different state altogether.
2: It's it's like when Raw comes to Madison Square Garden, or they used to come to Nassau Coliseum. Yeah. Zack Ryder, it would have been his one match yeah, right. out of the year. <laughs> she, she's
0: not from Toronto.
2: But she's from Canada, eh?
0: You, you're not getting what I'm saying. It's, it's racist. You're a racist prick. You think I'm racist? I, yeah. I Toronto and where she's from aren't even close
2: calgary right? yes that's but what i'm it's saying canada
0: that's what i'm saying like so i'm american so i should no, be you're rest from rest- the
2: united states so oh, when it. they rush rest- like a fucking deal with <laughs> <laughs> my turn your turn uh, uh, i'm losing count uh but here we go mm. i'm gonna take one from you i like how the pre-show crew delivered on the competition's pay-per-view so i'm cheers Scott Stanford, Jerry Lawler, Lita, and Booker T for yeah. pushing Hell in the Cell and not allowing like, that the, for me. like the SmackDown team to do it. You know, they did a really good job. That's how you. That's how you push your opponents' pay per view. Okay, go ahead.
0: I got cheers, of course. I'm saying a repeat, but I got to say it anyway. The Miz on commentary.
3: Oh my god!
0: You agree with me, right? No. What? Oh my god, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is awesome. Uncommentary, his interaction with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, it was great. It was fucking great. I don't even fucking what the fuck are you listening to? Did you fast forward that match, maybe, because you missed it? Because I did the first time too.
2: <laughs> I kinda just got sad that Maurice was was sporting a new conservative look. Like I want her in like her skimpy outfits again.
0: No, when she was, you didn't like
2: those. I, don't really know. I, guess uh, I gotta
0: different. cheers Dean Ambrose's reaction to the no chin music. What? Uh his face was priceless. The way he tried to stop the referee. No, no, he didn't mean it. And of course, he fucking meant it. He's right. I like the Ambrose. He's, he's winning me over here. I
2: thought the whole match was quality. Um, the finish was definitely the highlight of it. AJ Styles uh, hitting that vicious drop kick in the in the face yeah. of James Ellsworth. Yeah. That that was great, and that just started off like you said um, to then Ellsworth hitting him with the no chin music, and they're and they're really pushing that. No chin music thing, huh? Like yeah. that's going to be his finisher. Yes, so. It kind of makes sense because they're also spoiler or rumors that Shawn Michaels is going to return. So it's a nice little triangle. Spoiler alert, it's not going to happen. Kind of spot that they're in. AJ with Ellsworth and Shawn Michaels and Ellsworth using no chin music, yeah. which is sweet chin music. I don't know. I feel like uh, Ellsworth is going to have a. Uh, chin up on the competition but um, you know their news yes. well um, uh, cheers the uh, build to the women's championship match at Glasgow I thought they're doing a good job yeah, of course for the fact that they're pushing a Smackdown show instead of a pay-per-view I thought that was pretty cool. that's fun. interesting yeah yeah I like that uh, I'm gonna this heal has Nikki of the STF which well, her, makes her,
0: her version of it
2: which makes sense in her storyline I get it but I feel like it's downplaying John's move and unless John Cena is planning on retiring this move I don't think Nikki should be anywhere near it I don't mind that I think she should be using it properly uh, well as far as using it's it I thought she it was is weird, putting it there's a weird lock thing, but I, th- I think she put more extension in it I thought she put the hold on better than Cena did
0: First, her arm was underneath Natalia's chin. That should have been a chokehold. The referee should have broken it up that right you're
2: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I know you've been waiting. Who wins this week?
0: Oh, yeah. Tough choice.
2: Well, when Goldberg returned to Monday Night Raw just about two weeks ago, the show went from a 2.75 to 3.13 million viewers. I got a problem I got-
3: what? i you finish.
2: With Brock Lesnar returning to his hometown, his hometown of Minnesota, the show drew 2.81 million viewers, with no hour breaking the 3 million mark. So Goldberg delivered, Brock didn't deliver. Mm. However, if we were comparing it to the previous week, it would have still been an increase to the 2.75 week that they had the week before. So... Okay. I, I say it's a win for the red team. Of course you do. This week's episode of WWE SmackDown drew 2.17 million viewers, which was down, unfortunately, to 278 million viewers. 278,000 viewers, sorry. million would have been a lot uh, from the previous yeah. week. But surprising. This has been the lowest rating for SmackDown since, since it moved to its Tuesday night spot. However... I'll give you a little benefit of the doubt here because you were going up against game one of the World Series and also it was uh, the NBA season opener. Yeah, so I thought I mean, that's and, quite... and those were big draws. I mean, the World <laughs> Series drew 19.4 million. Extra stats tonight, okay. Crazy. And the NBA season opener drew 2.86. So, like a lot of people just tuning into the other sports, which totally makes sense. I was reading something What? And they, someone had a good point
0: I forgot where it was I forgot who said it Brock Lesnar Versus Goldberg Right No one wants to see
2: I don't Except uh, The wrestling god Oh yeah, yeah. He wants to see it
0: You know whose fault this is? The people The WWE's And it makes sense Because they're pushing Brock Lesnar to the moon Yeah There's no competition left There's nobody on his level Nobody can get in the ring with him and be a viable competition, so they're bringing in fucking Goldberg.
2: I tell you, I think... When Goldberg
0: me. leaves, what the fuck are they going to do? I don't know. Hopefully I he...
2: think the old, the good match that I see Lesnar still having in him is... Bring Samoa Joe up, man. That was one of the names. That's... Yeah. You I don't want to see that match. Samoa so Joe versus I like, Rock. I reading
0: yes. an article reading about Rock Lesnar.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: that's all I got. You want to bring uh, this guy back for some games? legend could he do it you have a tough game tonight my friend i don't think it's that tough very tough i don't think it's that tough i think it was so- sort
2: of a jeopardy category played a couple weeks ago months ago at this point it's just it's easy i don't know i it, you're overthinking it legend uh put your thinking cap on because it's it's gonna be a tough one hopefully you could do you could do well i mean it's your genre be a little disappointing if you can't deliver but uh, it's a tough one Michael J doesn't make it easy That's why they call him Michael Hates No one calls me that but you <laughs> You understand that right No one
0: calls me that It's not even a thing anymore
2: You're Michael Hates It's games with Michael Hates Yeah but it's not a thing
0: Whatever Let's go Let's go We'll right back
1: Can we please have quiet on the set?
2: It's games with Michael Hayes.
1: Awesome! I came, to, I came play. to play. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. I came to the To the good old days. They're never coming back. I just came.
0: All right, ready for some games? I love games. We got Larry back, Larry I Legend. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I love games as well.
0: Thanks for coming back. Well, you've announced that uh, your resume, mm-hmm. you are a world-class ring announcer. Your voice, you have the voice for it, yes, too. Yes, he does. Totally. Perfect yeah. voice. So we're going to play a game with you. I'm going to give you what the ring announcer would say, their built information. You tell me who the wrestler is. Well, okay. No. That, I like
2: this game. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Yeah, I like the, I thing I like you're the playing, playing. Uh, I would have. And totally uh, I, at I this apologize
0: thing. in advance. I'm not Larry Lynch. Here we go. <laughs> it's okay. Standing six foot one inches tall, weighing two hundred and twenty five pounds, from San Antonio,
1: Texas.
2: Who is it? Hmm. hmm.
1: Six foot one, two hundred
0: and forty-five pounds. Twenty-five from San Antonio.
1: Tw- oh, 25. Oh, okay. So that's uh, that's the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. That's wow. Correct. Yes. Yeah. You're on the board. I thought, good she said, for you. I thought she said. I thought she said. I thought she said two forty-five. I would, was like two forty-five. Would that have changed though? your answer? <laughs> wow.
2: I'll enunciate
0: better.
1: Yeah, I. I thought. no, yeah, it's okay. It's all right.
0: We're good. <laughs> Standing six foot ten inches tall, weighing three hundred and ten pounds, hailing. Oh from death valley
1: uh that would be the undertaker two for two. Oh wow two for two. <laughs> yeah. go.
2: good thing he's a professional yeah he's ready to go
0: there we go standing at six foot two inches tall weighing 280 pounds from parts unknown
1: Ooh. oh boy this two 280 from parts unknown
2: where is this mm. parts unknown by the way and how do i get there <laughs> you know a left. Uh, make a left make a, yeah. make a left at your Jabroni Lane yeah
1: yeah. yeah. right uh, past uh, the Smackdown Hotel I was going to say you got to make a U-turn at the outer limits. yeah there you go <laughs> um, <laughs> wait 6-2 two eighty Parts Unknown
2: how many people build themselves from Parts Unknown okay. no no uh-huh.
1: uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Warlord
2: ooh Half right.
0: Ooh. Ultimate warrior. Close. Close. Uh, that was my guess. I should
3: have known that.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah <laughs> the, the ultimate
0: warrior. Here we go. I should have known that. Six foot four inches tall, weighing 255 pounds from Greenwich, Connecticut.
2: Ooh. I know that one. It's my favorite wrestler. Would
0: it be uh, Triple H? That, it would be correct, triple
1: yes. Triple H, uh, Good job. That's
0: right. Three points. For the game. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Standing six foot eight inches tall, weighing three hundred and three pounds, from Venice Beach, California.
1: That would be the immortal Hulk Hogan.
0: You're on fire, my friend. Wow, on fire! Have
2: you ever met the immortal Hulk Hogan? I
1: have. I have met the immortal Hulk Hogan. I have met him. How was he? Um, you know, he was he was doing a uh, autograph thing, so it wasn't any oh, okay. kind of like, you know, kind of like, hey, brother, how are you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I met him at the first WrestleCon, the first WrestleCon in 2013 in Secaucus, New Jersey. Oh, Cool.
0: So next up, here we go. Standing six foot five inches tall, weighing two hundred and sixty pounds, from Miami, Florida. Can you
1: give me the height one more time, please?
0: Six foot five inches tall.
1: And the weight is
0: two sixty.
1: I'm gonna go with the rock.
0: That would be correct.
1: Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, you yeah. I was thinking. For, I was. I was thinking for a second, Razor Ramon.
0: Yeah, it was close.
1: Um, but yeah, but he's not that heavy.
2: Awesome. Your mind—that's <laughs> just incredible.
0: Next up. Standing six foot two inches tall, weighing 252 pounds from Victoria, Texas.
1: That would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, hell yeah.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Here we go. Six foot one inches tall, weighing 242 pounds from Charlotte, North Carolina.
2: I got this one. Uh, I,
1: I know it too. I, yeah, you know is, I know this. He's, not, he's not, playing. not playing. He's not playing. I'm excited just oh, that I know one I'm excited that I know. okay. All right, It's uh that's that's the nature boy Rick Flair. Woo! Good job. Uh-huh.
0: Two more left. Six inches, six feet tall, weighing two hundred and thirty-five pounds from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Six,
1: six. Brett, the hitman, hitman, Hart.
0: Awesome. You said this game was hard, huh? Yeah. Finally, that's a hint. Six He's foot a one, weighing 251 pounds from West Newberry, Massachusetts. Yeah! <laughs>
3: there it is. <laughs> well, wow. yeah,
2: Thoroughly destroyed that oh, game.
0: Yeah. Wow. That was fun. Good job.
2: I, I, I I'm like. Stunned, like yeah. that—that's amazing. But of course, he's a professional, so that—I mean, of course, you're—you're you, you're prepared. You're prepared. Yeah. That's what it is. Well awesome, done. great job, yeah, legend. I, I Add mean, that to the resume. Thank you. We're sending you a Shutter you. T-shirt. I—I I would
1: love—I would love—I would love one. And I'll tell you, um, as a professional announcer, I—I I pay attention uh, to to towns. So a lot of those uh, ones that I was able to nail was not um, the height and weight as much as it was the, the hometown. Oh, okay. like I know hometowns, and that's why parts unknown. There've been a couple wrestlers that have gone from parts unknown. I so by just you know six foot one two eighty, I didn't know that was the ultimate warrior, but um, I should have known
2: that. <laughs> okay, it would have been a clean sweep. Yeah, one blemish not bad. No worries, not that any bad. bad.
1: I mean, that's... One point, one, point isn't ba- one, one point isn't bad, but it, it just isn't legendary. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if, if you're, you're going to call a spade a spade, you know, Larry Legend should go on and tweak the whole damn board. But uh, that, was, that was a tough one. That was the toughest one out of them all.
2: Oh, I guess it was. Well, I think you've probably done the best out of all the games in the past 37 episodes. Yes. of At least Shadow Wrestling. You probably, you're, you're on the leaderboard. We'll definitely put you on there. Right on, I'll take it Legend, thank you so much for your time today It was so much fun getting to know you It was great, you know, picking your brain And so much wealth of knowledge that you have It is amazing, you know, talking about people who are ready You are ready Um, Because if anyone has not gotten the opportunity to see you live at any show You are worth the ticket
1: Oh, thank you so much for that. And thank you also for referring to me as just legend. You really made me smile very hard, <laughs> uh, you know, coming, coming, coming full circle with our interactions of like, you know, it's all in a name, you know, what's in a name. And for you to just refer to me as simply legend, that really made me smile. So thank you um, for, the, for that, for uh, that, you know, you know, your opinion about what it's like to see me do my thing and letting me know that you feel that I'm ready. I feel that I'm ready as well. So yeah. I'm going to keep on grinding. And when my time comes, I'll be up there with Rich Swan, and there'll be two people oh, from Baltimore, right. Maryland. Oh, that's There Ooh, you go. You know, you know, you know there'll, there'll be two people from Baltimore, Maryland up there like shining. It. So, awesome. yeah.
0: Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, hold on to the line one second. We're going to transfer to our secretary
2: and she'll get your address and we'll send you a shirt. And if anybody wants to follow you on any of uh, the social media oh, platforms, sure, yeah. why could we do that?
1: Yeah, so my Twitter is... Uh, it's at blklkp. That's B is in Barry, L is in Larry, K is in Kevin, L is in Larry, K is in Kevin, P is in Patrick. Blklkp on Twitter, uh, and then on Instagram, uh, this one's going to be fun. It's Larry underscore L, the number three, G, the number three, N letter d and then another number three so it's larry underscore legend but all the es are threes and there's one more three at the end of Very legend crazy. so it should be legendary
3: <laughs> yeah but, yeah you know
1: three three threes you know it's a, it's kind of a little secret if you really get to know me you we can get to the bottom of it maybe we can come back on again and you guys can pick my brain but that's my instagram that will definitely and, uh, be on
2: the questions next time <laughs> definitely
1: oh yeah i get yeah well when's the next time you to new york star? I'll be in New York on Friday for Recombination Wrestling from the Elks Lodge. I have the Elks Lodge twice this month. I have the privilege of being in there twice. So there's a show there this Friday um, at the Elks Lodge. It's called Dangerous Intentions uh, Cruiserweight Cruiserweight uh, Cruiserweight Championship or whatever it's called. The, the CWC competitor Tony Meese. Will oh, be in action in the nice. main event. Uh the human tornado will be returning to action on the East Coast. Oh that crazy. Um, and <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and a lot and a lot of other fun things are gonna be going on this Friday night in Queens. So that'll be the next time well, I'm in New was, York. That
2: was great. And then after I mean, that I'm not sure that, that game. Uh, soon. I told, I told you, you. You didn't want me to all play this game. <laughs> oh no, it's too hard. Thank I thought very it much like it too hard, to but not too very much. I I'm literally with my mouth open. I just don't Wow amazing. Um, You know what else is going to be amazing? No. This Sunday night Hell in a Cell Monday Night Raw is coming through with three main events How exciting is that? You have the Women's Championship being defended when Sasha Band takes on Charlotte the Universal Championship between Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins another Hell in a Cell for the United States Championship this time with Roman Reigns and against Rusev and if that's not enough, Michael J. If that's not enough, we also have the tag team championships being decided here. It is the new day, going against Cesaro and Sheamus. Please tell me they don't lose. I mean, Please it's something me. we we've been talking about. I think they lose. need to take that record. They're so close.
0: But the, you know, the E loves putting these tag teams together and giving them a title. It makes chaos.
2: sense. It makes sense. Uh, I, I, I I'm on your boat, my friend. Let's steer, let's steer that boat to another new day victory this sunday night uh the cruiserweight championship is also being decided where uh, tj perkins defends against brian kendrick enzo and cass how you doing we'll be facing gallows and anderson and if that's not enough let's throw in some bailey and dana Brooke. love those girls
0: throw some dana Brooke anytime
2: yeah that, that's what's going on this Sunday Big card It feels like Night of Champions All over again I feel like Every championship's Being decided again Right? Yeah Which right. one is it? Well it should be a good favorite Yeah That's awesome Any go home thoughts For you my friend? No Not at all It <laughs> <laughs> was a uh, fun interview Yeah
0: Game still amazing Yeah well, It's easy game it all about hometowns
2: It was a Jeopardy category I think Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He killed it He killed it well, if you are playing along with this week's drinking game, we said swerve three times. Oh, wow. Oh. Not drinking that much today. No, we're not. No. No. Okay. Keeping it sober. Good. That's okay. To be part of the conversation, follow us at A Shadow Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shadow Wrestling No A on Twitter for all your news updates. This show is from the fans and it's to the fans and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts. Have fun with it, and who knows? Your thoughts could be part of next week's show. For more information, to be a sponsor, or to play games with my boy, Michael J., email us at inbox at a shot of Again, legend, it was a great time. Larry Legend, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. He's an amazing guy. If you had an opportunity. You got to go catch him in some of these live shows in your area. Rise.
0: All right, so fourth green man, fourth Larry Legend.
2: Everybody's
0: I, Michael J. Putty, until next week, Putty. The
3: man Always, it's his way. <laughs>
0: hey baby, I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams. Oh my, and maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah, baby, but I got you pinned.